Hello and welcome to a, a extra special, extra spooky shared lunch special edition Halloween edition. Halloween is just around the corner and it's a good time to, to face up to some some fears. So we thought we'd uh, take a deep dive into some of the scary, the scarier terminology in investing. Uh, we're not talking about market downturns or rising interest rates either, the um, the real ghosts of the market. That can be a whole nother episode. But we had our good friend Brad Olson, uh, economist from Infometrics, with us, and we thought we would just jump into a few uh, scary bits of terminology. Hello, Brad. How are you doing today? I'm good. I haven't turned into a pumpkin yet, uh, which is probably good given uh, that Halloween's around the corner. So, uh, no, excited to, to think about some of the, the scarier, spookier uh, terms, a bit more, bit more fun than some of the, the, my day job, uh, which is quite, quite good. Quite good, yes. Okay, the first one is, is a famous one that's slightly outdated. It's the fang stocks. What are the fang stocks? Well, it's not uh, all about vampires, um, although sometimes you do wonder if these guys are going to suck your account dry, uh, you know, and leave you pretty, pretty uh, high and dry in the, in the old castle. Fangs uh, are referred to when Facebook or when Meta used to be called Facebook. Uh, so it's some of the more popular uh, major tech stocks. So you're looking at Facebook, uh, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, uh, and what was then Google is now Alphabet. So a uh, few of the names have changed. Uh, the new one uh, is sort of not quite as fun, you know, thinking about uh, Na Nama, um, um, sort of gives me more vet Batman vibes rather than Halloween at the moment. Uh, but yeah, Fangs was looking at some of those big tech stocks uh, from from before we, we sort of changed their names. Mm -hmm. and, and that acronym became so popular because those stocks were responsible for so much of the stock market rise kind of pre-pandemic and even into it. They were just, you know, making up huge chunks of the S&P 500. Um, I, I think I heard that, that you know, the, the, the biggest stock, which is, which is now Apple, I better, I better fact check this, is, is bigger than like the top 10 uh, listed on the, on the London Stock Exchange. So those companies are huge and, and kind of a category of giants all in their own. Absolutely. And I mean, in, in a sense, right, to extend this, they've got the fangs to make quite a difference um, in the market, you know, that they they uh, they have a big bite as well as a big bark because they can actually influence how things move about. Um, so that, that they're so big that they have a big influence. And, and you know, that is, uh, shall we say, scary sometimes to the market. Some of our Gen Z listeners might be wondering about uh, TikTok, whether or not you can invest in TikTok. And I believe the answer is no. It's not, not a publicly listed firm, but uh, there are some firms like KKR or, or SoftBank, which uh, own shares in ByteDance, which owns TikTok's parents company. So if you're one of these people that think TikTok is uh, taking over Instagram or Facebook, if Facebook's for your grandma, you might want to invest in SoftBank. <laughs> are, you, are you on TikTok, Brad? Uh, I'm very much a watcher, not a not a producer yet. Um, lots of people uh, reckon I should be. There's actually quite a lot of financial information on TikTok, um, which is surprising. Lots of great dances and other rubbish as well. But um, look, I feel like it's the, probably the social media I do spend more time than I should on, that's for sure. Mm. In the spirit of Halloween, I'm definitely a TikTok ghost. You, you won't find me posting my dances. But um, I definitely go watch some funny, some funny content, some educational content as well. It's, it's, it's a very interesting platform, but um, it's scary. As you say, it, it, it sucks you in. So I've actually set a time limit on my phone. I can't be on it for more than 40 minutes uh, per day. Otherwise, it, it, I, get, I get locked out. That tells you how much self-control I have. <laughs> Smart. Speaking of, speaking of self-control, here's another terminology. Uh, zombie companies. There's zombie companies on the US stock market. There's zombie companies in New Zealand. It became a pandemic term. What's a, what's a zombie company? 
Zombie companies are those who are, they're only just hanging on. They're making enough money that they can cover their sort of operating expenses, you know, make repayments on the debt they've currently got, but really they're not going anywhere. Uh, they are they're all but dead. They're, they're staying to, trying to stay revived, but they can't pay off the sort of debts that they've taken on. Um, they're not going to make any profit either anytime soon. So they're sort of just hanging around. I mean, we see that a lot um, in, in an investment sense where businesses are sort of, they, they just don't have anywhere further to run to. Um, but even here in New Zealand, you have a lot of talk about some of those zombie firms who, you know, are still sticking around. They're often okay in really good economic times, but when times turn a bit tougher, um, you know, they're very much the scarecrow out in the field and getting picked away at. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, I always think that in a zombie apocalypse, I would just lie down and die because I don't think I could bring myself to do the fighting, you know? See, I, I reckon I'd, you know, pick up the, 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 you know, garden rake or something with an idea that I'd, I'd, I'd fight them off. But, you know, my, my skills would be so uncoordinated, I'd be more likely to sort of, you know, attack accidentally my friend swinging around at the wrong time and take them out and, and, and what have you. Uh, so, yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't be a, as good as well. Just on those zombie companies, um, it's interesting, right, because they sort of get themselves into such an awkward position that um, they can't pay off their debt. They're then uh, forced to pay even more uh, from their current debt servicing costs because everyone looks at them and goes, mate, you're you're not really a, a good, viable, going concern much. Um, and it means that, look, again, like I said before, they're only really going to exist in the really good economic times and something that, that comes along and hits them is, is just going to put them completely out of the market. Um, you know, banks are sometimes quite generous in letting people stick around and sometimes there's an element of, you know, let's keep some people employed. But from an economic point of view, those zombie firms, not great for the economy because they keep resource in, in an area that's not productive and stops it going from somewhere that's a lot better. Okay, and last scary stock market term, the dead cat bounce. We've seen those lately. What is that, Brad? Dead cat bounce. It's sort of the idea, right, that, uh, you know, if you, um, anything uh, that if you drop it from a great enough height, anything will bounce just a little bit. It doesn't actually bounce back. It just sort of hits the ground, bounces a little bit, and then settles uh, even lower. And so the idea here when it comes to investing in similar is that um, you might sort of see that that dead cat bounce when there's a big um, amount of growth, you know, something really good or, or temporary has come through. Um, things have risen and everyone goes, wow, it's this big change. Actually, it was just a bit of a blip. It just sort of came through um, because of, of some other news that came uh, about, you know, some sort of stock. It might have um, all of a sudden seen some really good news. But if it's not sustained, um, if it goes immediately back down, if you're sort of not seeing that that ability for prices to stick where they were, that's very much a dead cap bounce. In fact, I think we saw that for GameStop, it might have been uh, a few years back. You know, it, it rose massively and everyone was super excited. Then eventually it came off. It had a bit of a rally. Everyone was like, wow, it's it's being revived. No, it was definitely dead, uh, dead as a doorknob, uh, but it just needed to sort of have a quick bounce off the floor before it settled back down. All right, well, let's try and avoid those. With Halloween this week, what will you be dressing up as? I've decided to go as the scariest thing I can think of at the moment. That's inflation. Uh, you know, I uh, might put 7.2% across my chest. Uh, I'll dress up as a robber, uh, you know, the thief that uh, steals from your, your pocket and your wallet. Uh, so, so yeah, thinking about the scariest thing I can dress up of, uh, as, and that's, that's currently what I've come to. Okay, that's brilliant. I look forward to seeing that. Thank you for taking the time, Brad, and thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back with more episodes of Shared Lunch later this week, and we'll see you then. Happy Halloween. Investing involves risk. You might lose the money you start with. We recommend talking to a licensed financial advisor. We also recommend reading product disclosure documents before deciding to invest. 
everything you're about to see and hear is current at the time of recording.